Lord, we bow before you. We bow before you, before your majesty, oh God. For every tongue will confess that you are Lord. There is no one like you in the universe, in the earth. We render homage and honor to you. You're such an amazing God. Pray that you would touch our eyes and you would touch our hearts and our ears. From this day on, from this day on, ears that were shut, eyes that could not see, will see again. This house has had a strong vision, but because of the obedience of the servants of the Lord that are in this house and the leaders that lead with them God says there's more to come and I know that there is wisdom to do everything but God says I'm going to open up you're going to have this big sheet and you are going to plan out what you're going to do in the next four years not going to be something that is not planned but God says trust me and I'm going to give you the best for people in this city know you already people in the city know that you love the people of the city when you came here it wasn't this it wasn't. You didn't even know what you were going to get. But you said, Lord, I believe. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you your promised land. I'm going to give you your promised land. And they might not see the gray hairs in your head because you have none. But they're going to see it in your chin. They're going to call you Papa Joe. That's a powerful statement. Mama Redeen, because you came and gave of your lives, you poured out and your children did it with you. And there is a great reward coming to this house. The Lord says, don't be afraid of the planning. Because what took time and other times, the Lord says, I'm going to do it in a quicker time. Jesus. You may be seated for a few minutes. speak to you for the next 20 minutes, right? Did they start my clock already? Doesn't matter. 
It's what time? 9.40 already? No. Yeah, it's 9.40. Okay. I'm supposed to finish at what time? 20 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes. Okay. Amen. Amen. What is vision? Have you ever thought of what is vision? What does vision look like to you? What does vision look like to you with your violin? God wants you to expand that. The Oxford Dictionary explains it in two ways. The factual state of being able to see. And then the ability, the second one is the ability to think about or plan the future with the image of wisdom. The imagination, excuse me, the imagination of wisdom. God is giving this house an amazing wisdom. God is giving this house an amazing vision. And there's stuff still to come. Because once you finish one thing, God says, are you ready for the next? It's like you're getting to the end of a red carpet and all of a sudden it appears and more rows keep on coming out. And it gets longer and longer. And you look back and you say, wow, did I do that? Was I able to accomplish those things? The imagination. But it takes wisdom to do it. And that's where I want to speak to you about. The second one is the one that I do want to speak to you about. Before we go to our key scripture... I want to go to 1 Chronicles 12, 32. And it's been said here a lot. This conference. And I believe because God keeps on dropping it in. Prophet Charlie said it. People have just been saying it all over the place. It says, the sons of Issachar who had an understanding I like that they had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do what are you ought to do with the word of the Lord that has come over you this week first of all you had instructions to write it out I hope you taped it in your phone. And then, after you write it out and read it, come and visit your pastors and sit down and talk about the word. I said yesterday, don't think that God is going to do for you what you ought to do. If God says you're a teacher, guess what? You got to learn. You got to study. If he says you're going to be a word teacher, guess what? You got to learn your word. Don't sit there and later on say, but God said I was going to be a teacher, but you never did nothing. You just sat like a log. God wants you to put fire in your feet. He wants you to run with the word. Now, 
He wants you to run with the word, but he wants you to do it with wisdom and understanding. I love that that verse says with wisdom and understanding. Because a lot of us, sometimes we have so much zeal that we abort the word of God. Vision. You know that the perfect vision is 2010. Not too many people have that. And usually to be able to get to that, you have to have some kind of magnifying glass or something that, that makes it that you can see more. But God wants us to get those magnifying glasses so we can see more than what our natural eyes could see. And how do we do that? How do you get there? Prayer. This, this, I love this church because I love the way they come in and they pray. I love, I commend you guys. So many churches, people go in, they just sit down and they hear the preaching and, and they're late for worship. You know what I say? You know what I say? I'm good enough to eat your food, but you're not good enough to eat from my worship, God. Or to drink from my worship. And that's kind of sad. Because you're missing out in the best things. You know what God is doing in the time of, of prayer and worship? He is literally raking and, um, how you call it? Tilling, tilling the ground. He's taking out those stones that have been around you. That have literally hindered you from coming in. But when you give yourself and you say, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to be in prayer. God will open heavens on you. God will pour his rain like never before. And all of a sudden, things that you thought that were not going to happen. You know what? Just before I came, I was really sick. And I said, Lord, I was going to preach this message. And then I'll tell you in a little bit, but scripture I felt I said God I need to be there and I love Amber thank you Amber she was such an encouraging you reading just texting me encouraging me I said I don't care if I have to roll myself there run there I'm getting there I'm getting there and before I got to the airport we almost had two car accidents cars from I don't know where the guy that was taking me they almost got hit the devil was ticked off he didn't want me to get here too bad for him I'm here oh yes God Woo. you need to understand who you are I believe that God not did not call this church to be an ordinary church but he called you to be an extraordinary people. You are a beacon of light. You shine. You are like that lighthouse that when storms are going through, people could see you shining and they're going to want to run in for safety. You know, I was pouring a cup of coffee today, just as I'm coming in the hotel. And I just started talking to the lady, and, and I says, oh, do you go to church? And she says, 
um, I didn't even remember what she said. She said, you know, there's a great church here. And um, my sister here was with me, Bailey. Gabrielle, I'm sorry, I confused them. I do that to my daughters. It's terrible. <laughs> it's called age. <laughs> it's terrible. Gabrielle was standing right next to me. She is so sweet. She has taken such awesome care of us. Amazing. Both of them. God bless them. Anyway, she says to me, oh, yeah, they really feed the needy. They really take care of their community. And I, I, don't, I don't think this lady was a Christian. But that's the mark that you guys have left in this city. I know that things happen in church. Everybody comes in and they have a great time and sometimes there's stuff. I've been a pastor. I was a pastor for 28 years, so I know what happens behind the doors. We look like ducks. But we're paddling underneath. So we, so we look really cool, cute, collect, oh yeah. But we're paddling. We need to keep out of the, we need to keep our hands out above the water. He's going to give you the ability to move in miracles, signs, and wonders. That's what we've been talking about all weekend. That's what God told me over there in Florida. That you were going to move in miracles, signs, and wonder. I want to go to Genesis 15. You could put it up for them if you want. Yeah. Genesis 15, 1 through 6. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord, God, what will you give me? I go childless, and the heir of the house is, how do you say that name? Is Isel from Damascus. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> I can't even say their names. Oh, Lord, have mercy, God. <laughs> then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed. One born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall be an heir, but one who will come from your own body will be an heir. And then he brought him out. And said to him, look now towards the heaven. Count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall be 
I know you have children in the natural pastors. But so shall be your descendants. Because this is your family. You're going to grow. You're going to have influences in other countries. And I know that you already have had two, um, I think two nations, right? But there are many nations that will come this way. Many nations coming to seek what is in this house. It's going to be like the Queen of Sheba who said, wow, they didn't even tell me half of this stuff that's going on in that place. There is love in that place. There is healing in that place. There is transformation in that place. The depressed come out, heal, restore. Their minds are restored. And I love Abraham asked the Lord God. He couldn't understand and, and he could not see. In First Chronicles 2020, so they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, Judah. Hear me, Judah. Come on, church. Hear me, Judah. Believe in the prophets. Come on. God have sent some prophets here this week. And you got some prophets in the house. You got two prophets right there sitting down. They're pastors, but they're prophets. I heard them. They were, I think, in the room next to us in MFI. And they prophesied to a boy that is like my nephew. And it was, he, they just described them down the line. And it was so awesome. So believe in the prophets, oh, and you shall be established. Believe in the prophets and you shall prosper. I believe that if you believe in the word that God has given you this weekend, what he has done this weekend, this is, this is another point of start. I believe that God is going to bring you even higher, the musicians deeper, deeper, because that's what you want. That's what you desire. As you play the song of the Lord, I believe that God is going to open heavens. But I love when he told Abraham, don't be afraid. Think about it. The man is 99 years old. And he says, you're going to have a baby. You're from your loin. You're going to give Sarah, who's 99, well, she was 89 then. Because she gave birth at 99, right? You're going to give that lady, who everything is dried out. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to give her a baby. Abraham says, I hardly don't have strength to stand up. I'm imagining Abraham going, a baby now? But that's not what he said. I love. I love his reaction. I am a shield. I will protect. 
I want you to know that God is our shield and he will protect your word. As long as you're obedient to God, God will protect your word. But if you step out, don't expect things to go the way God said. Because a lot of times we, we want to do it our way. I always say that Frank Sinatra is knowing a little bit better now. Because he always wanted to do it his way. Oh, pretty song. Oh, real romantic. But when we do it God's way, when you ask him permission, when you inquire of the Lord, when you inquire what he wants, you don't have to go through trials. Everybody does go through trials, but it's not the same thing. That's when you disobey. Because trials do make us. It's in the valley that God will come and deal with us. Because we all have valleys. We all will go through valleys. But God will always be there in that valley to bring us up to the mountain. So don't abort the vision that God has given you by doing your own thing. And I love that he said, I am your great, your, your great, exceedingly great reward. When you obey God, that's what you get. Reward from heaven. Heaven opens up and it comes down. The things that you had to let go. I had to let go of some stuff. And I'm still letting go of some stuff. Sometimes the human mind says, wait, wait, I need that. I need that. Wait, wait, wait. I need to hold on to that. It becomes your security blanket. And God wants to take a big scissor and go, cut it up. And put it through a shredder. Do you know that's how I felt when my husband passed? We have been married 46 and a half years. He was my buddy. We did everything together for 46 and a half years. Everything. He went ministering. We never were apart. You count maybe one hand the times that he went by himself. And I felt like the rug was pulled out under me. Because I used to love him to preach. He was an amazing teacher of the word. So I, I would let him. The day he got, he, the Lord said, I'm, I'm taking him. And I also felt the rug come right underneath my feet. Out. Sometimes we wrap ourselves with stuff so people cannot see what's in. And God wants to use your talent. Nobody here is without a talent. Because God has given everyone a talent. But what are you doing with your giftings? What are you doing with what God has given you? And he has designed for you. Are you multiplying it? I believe. I believe that Abraham, when he heard the Lord, and I love what it says in the last part of the verse. I'm going gonna, gonna to finish it because that's it, right? Talking a lot. 
Sorry, Pastor. And I love at the end of the verse what it says. It says, and Abraham believed. He believed for what God said. Man, he was 99 and going to give a baby to a woman who was 98. Because she gave birth at 99. You think about that. That takes a little bit of faith. And I'm sure a wife with a lot of attitude. <laughs> but he didn't question God. How, uh, well, you can't, you can't do this to me. He didn't fight with God. I love that he said he believed. If we believe what God has said this weekend in this house, we are going to see the glory of God. We are going to see the power of God. Your families are going to get saved. Your friends are going to get saved. There's not going to be room enough for this house. And then the finances are going to come in to do this. Glory to God. If you believe, I'll give you the last verse. Matthew 17, 20. And this has all been said here in this conference. And I got this at home. It's incredible. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say, to this mountain. That's what I said to COVID just before coming. Move from here and there, and it will move. It will move, and nothing will be impossible for you, church. Nothing will be impossible for you. Because I believe the favor of God is in this house. The city will look at this house and it will continue to give grants to this house. And spaces and houses to do different things. For a girl's home. For the men's home. Shelters. Places for food. There's not your, your mind. You need to use your imagination and you need to plan it out. Write out the vision. Write it out. And God will take care of it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so good. I guess I was going to wait till the second service, but God is just moving on my heart. Um, to pray for this young man. And uh, so I want Colin to come up. Listen, I want you to know, <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time here. <laughs> the Lord has put young people on my heart and Sharon's heart. Uh, we're not ashamed of who we are. I just turned 67. Sharon's going to be turning 69 in May. 
we still get invited to do youth conferences. Because we have a heart for this generation. Not, listen, I am so tired. I know there's a next generation, but this is the generation right here. Look, look. Last night, Parker, a 14-year-old young man, the Lord is telling him, Stop hanging around with the friends you're hanging around with. Don't listen to the words you're listening to because God's going to use you around people (laughs) that are suicidal or need help. Within an hour, maybe, the seed grew. I went to a church in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I talked with 30 adults, or I'm sorry, 30 young people, ranging from 12 to 18. And I said, what's going on in your life? And I'll never forget. And they said, we get asked to clean, we get asked to move chairs, get asked but when the guest ministry comes, we don't get to be part of it. This goes back 18 years in my life. The Lord said, wherever you and Sharon go, ask for a meeting with the youth. And so we always ask, can we have Friday night with the youth? Why do you want to do that, Charlie? Why? Because that's the army that's going to save, come on, a generation. God gave me your name this morning. I go, Colin? So I'm thinking, all right, maybe it's some old dude, you know. And, and God says, no, Colin is a young dude. How old are you, buddy? I'm 12 years old. 12 years old. Wow. So, uh, you know, I don't prophesy. Like, you know, sometimes I yell, sometimes I spit. You know, we went to one church. They all came with umbrellas, and they held the umbrellas. <laughs> up when I started to talk. But I'm just going to talk to you. I'm just going to let God speak to me through my voice to you. Because God said, there's a David in you. You are a David. You are a giant killer. David carried five stones in his pouch, Colin. Here, let's sit down. He carried five stones in his his pouch. That tells me he knew. If I don't get him with the first one, I'm going to get him with the second one. If I don't get him with the second one, I'm going to get him with the third. He knew it's only going to take five stones, but my God's going to help me get it with the first one. That first stone is a stone of trust. And God is putting a trust inside of you. To trust the God of heaven. To know that through your God all things are possible. And you're going to step out. You know, David, it's like he stepped out into a, uh, a boxing ring. Or when I was in high school, I was a wrestler. 
okay? And believe it or not, to look at me now, back then the weight class was 108. I was 108 pounds. And one day the, the coach said to me, Charlie, our heavyweight wrestler is sick, so I want you to go out there and wrestle that 176-pound dude. Of course, I wasn't saved. I said, what am I going to do? I was a Catholic. And God was moving. God was moving. He goes, trust me. Trust me. I did my best. I lasted all the way. But I, you know what I was, all the thing that was going through my mind was? I ain't going to get squished under all of this. <laughs> I'm going to trust God. Second stone in David's pouch is confidence. You're brave. You're, you know, David showed up on the, on the 41st day and he says, who is this guy? What's wrong with you? This whole army, they're running when they would hear his voice. He had confidence and a boldness. Colin, you got, you got more confidence and boldness than a 50-year-old who's been walking with the Lord for 25 years. This is what God is showing me. Third stone is David was eternity-minded. This is an area God's going to work on you that you don't have to worry about all the friends you accumulate. You don't have to worry about all the, all the wealth that you're going to accumulate. None of that. You're eternity-minded because there's a salvation end to your heart. And you're just going to lead people to the Lord one after another. Some of them are going to fight you. They're going to get in the boxing ring. You're going to have to wrestle with them. And as you wrestle with them, you're going to be speaking the words of God into their heart. They're going to get gloriously saved. Fourth stone, Sister Giselle has been preaching about it. It's a stone of vision. God is going to put a prophetic anointing upon your life that when people come up to you and they say... My life's falling apart. God's going to allow you to see with great vision what God has for their life. You, matter of fact, God's going to let you see what could happen if they don't come to know Him and what will happen when they come to know Him. That's very unusual. And God's going to do that. He's going to do that for you. You're going to have great vision. the last stone that David carried in his pouch that you're carrying with, your, with you is the stone of authority. Come on. And God is putting an authority. I love how you handle yourself, man. Look at how you're sitting there. Man. Look at you. God is putting that stone of authority in you to know when you face a giant, when you face anything in life, that God has given you an authority to speak to that mountain like we just heard. Be thou cast into the sea. 
to be able to speak into people's lives, to speak into situations. There is something so special about you. Don't let it go. Don't be fooled. I'm going to use the word. Don't let counterfeit voices speak into your ears. Counterfeit looks real. When we ran the store, $20 bills that were counterfeit, I couldn't tell with my naked eye. Mm -hmm. We had to use a special marker that went across it. And if it turned a special color, it was counterfeit. The marker is your heart, Colin. And your heart will determine and reveal what's counterfeit and what's genuine. You're a special young man. I, I've never prayed for a man like a young man like this, have I, Sharon? She's been with me. We've prayed over 55,000 people. I'm telling you about the Spirit of God. There is something special in you, Colin, and you've got to guard it. You can't be, you can't have a big head about it. You know, I honestly want to say when you were born, you were a miracle baby. You were a miracle. You were a miracle. Something was going on. Shouldn't have happened. And I didn't know that these were your parents because, you know, your mother just happened to walk in the room when I'm saying, there. I, God gave me the name of Colin last night, and she stops dead in her tracks, you know. And, and there, there is something special. And, and, and the two of you, I charge you that you need to guard this young man with everything you got. And I'm going to do something special. I, I want to have your dad come up because um, this is a, your dad is a man that never thought he'd see a day like this because of where his life was going and what was going on because the enemy tried to take him out and, and destroy him. See, this is why God's given you this word, because the curse was broken in your dad. And because, because, because that, because that curse was broken, God, God opened up. You got born. And God says, my hand is, is on you, Colin. And now, God's not going to let the young people that pass your, your, your pathway to get as old as your dad was when the enemy was trying to take him out. God's going to use you to rescue him before they even go through any of that pain and any of that anger and those problems. So I want to do something special here. I want to, in the Bible, the greatest blessing that can come over a young person is the blessing from the Father's heart. And so I want you to pray over Colin as his father. And uh, I, I just want you to, come from the heart man of God you know if even if it's from what you live through and whatever you want to do I want you because this is going to be 
I, 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 can, I know you have a relationship with Colin, but today God says it goes deeper. This is, this is the genesis of a deeper relationship. Now look, I'm spending some time, Giselle, I apologize, but this is, this is something special. When, when the Lord gives me, come on, when the Lord gives me a young person, 12, 12, when the Lord gives me a 12-year-old, and then all of a sudden the connection to the parents and everything that's going on, what God is speaking to me, you're going to listen to You need to listen to this word because those stones are very important. Each one of them is independent, but they rely on one another. But we're going to have your dad, he's already laying hands on you, but he, we're going to have him pray and pronounce a father's blessing. Colin, that is a special, special blessing. It's like a father just passing on to his son for his future. I don't want to, I'm not trying to, he shouldn't even be standing here today. That's the kind of people God's going to put in your path so they don't get as far as he made it. God is going to turn their, I'm telling you, you're going to rock people's world and I hear listen I did a lot of I built buildings okay I built helped build a church building built a inner city grocery store when they come with those jackhammers not on not the kind you hold the kind they're off the back of the heavy equipment to break up boom 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 boom, boom. your feet literally the vibrations go right through your feet and, and you're not even near where they're doing it. That's how God's going to use you. Your, your words are going to be so impactful that it's going to vibrate their hearts, their entire body. It's going to shake the baloney and stuff that's on them. And you need to remain humble. This is not you, Colin. This is the Holy Spirit, just like Sharon and I and Sister Giselle. We pray, Lord, empty us out so that we will move with what you have for us and that's how you have to remain humble this is not something that pushes you to the front this is actually pushing you to the back of the line because that's where servants are so dad I'm so proud of you I remember the words five years ago that we prayed over you you're still that heavy equipment operator in the kingdom of God. And today, it's not just your son getting blessed. God's taking you up another level. And he's, he's taking you up. He's drilling you deeper. Get ready. So here's the mic, Dad. I just ask God that you just cover my son, Lord God, and your 
anointing, Lord God. God, that you cover him from sexual immorality. God, that you would cover him from the world, Lord God, and what it offers, Lord God, the alcohol that killed me almost, that almost lost my family, Lord. almost lost my family over the world, Lord God. God, I ask that you just cover me, Lord God, with your anointing. God, I ask, God, that you would be a world changer, Lord God, that revival, Lord God, would come through this land, through my son, Lord God, only because of what you're doing through him, Lord Jesus. God, that he would knock over the Philistine, Lord God. God, the kids in his school, Lord God, that don't know you, Lord God. He goes to school, Lord God, and he comes home every day bragging about how much he tells people about you, Lord God, and he's not afraid of it, Lord God, and I just ask God that that never leaves him. God, that he would change the world, Lord God, one person at a time, Lord God, and that revival would start in his school, Lord God. God, I just ask that you just cover him, Lord God, in your blood, Lord, that he would never want or desire anything of this world, Lord God. God, that he'd be an example to me. God, that I, I just, I'm so proud of him, Lord God, and all that he's done, Lord God. God, I just ask, Lord God, for a hedge of protection over him, Lord Jesus. God, that nothing of this world would come against him, Lord God, but he would just love you all the days of his life, Lord God. Just bless him, Lord God. Let him know how much I love him. God, let him know how much I love him. God, I just pray blessing over him, Lord God, and his future family, Lord God. God, that the generational curses would be gone, Lord God. God, from this day forward, the generational blessings would just fall over his family, Lord God, that's to come, Lord. God, I praise you and I thank you for this life, Lord God. In your name, amen. Was it in Abraham that laid Isaac and said, Lord, but didn't I provide a ram for him? You will never lay your son on the altar that way. You're going to be an awesome father. Because the Lord has broken away those things from yesterday. You're going to have such a deep relationship with your son. He's going to start a conversation. You're going to finish and he, you're going to start and he's going to finish. The Lord says, I bind you together for the work of the ministry. Even though that he is young in years, he's experienced stuff. And the Lord says, 
you're going to see my glory. The Lord says, I'm going to cause you to see and hear. And the Lord says, even though that you were young in years, Samuel was young in years. Isaac was young in years. But I'm going to cause you to be a warrior in my kingdom. And I can see you <laughs> both prophesying together and ministering together. You'll start, you'll finish, you'll start, and he finishes. The Lord says, I'm stripping away your yesterdays. Every time that ugly dragon tries to stick his head out, you need to tell him, look what the Lord has done. No more. No more. Don't fall back into your yesteryears. Do not feel sorry. God never feels sorry for us. He has mercy. The devil always uses, oh, I feel sorry for him. Oh, I feel bad. You know what? Strip it away. Because the mercy of God has gotten you here. His grace is sufficient to walk you through this journey. You're both going to be a powerhouse.